17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Welcome back, everybody, to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And week three, Cordell, let's move along. After that huge win against Cincinnati, the Ravens are hoping to keeping the momentum going on week three as they host the Indianapolis Colts. Now, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the weather. I have a little bit. Um, But apparently there's some like nor'easter brewing uh, in the Atlantic. And so there's potentially going to be some high winds and rain from Friday to Sunday, uh, which I would think would be impactful for this game. What say you? Yeah, I mean, it could definitely make an impact. Um, I still think if it is ugly weather, I think that would be to the Ravens' advantage. They want to run the ball anyway. Yeah. Um, but kind of so does so does uh, Indianapolis. And they're in a situation to where they're trying to figure out who's even going to be playing quarterback for them on Sunday with uh, Anthony Richardson in the concussion protocol, uh, Gardner Minshew being the backup, who's a – proven vet I mean you know I think that they feel comfortable if Gardner Minshew does have to go out there Uh, but yeah the weather could definitely be an impact as I'm looking at it now it looks like maybe by one o'clock the rain should be gone um, but the winds could still be a factor so yeah we'll definitely see how that impacts it so let's start with the Ravens defense against the Colts offense. Since you mentioned Anthony Richardson um, again, like you mentioned, he did not practice on Wednesday because he is in concussion protocol. Another person that is in concussion protocol is their center. I believe his name is Nick Kelly. He Ryan is Kelly. in concussion protocol as well. So that is something to watch losing your starting quarterback and your starting center. You mentioned how this could go into the Ravens' favor, and obviously I think that that this is huge in terms of Jonathan Taylor not being there because he is on the pup list, um, which means he is not able to play the first four weeks of the season. So now you're potentially without your starting quarterback who does know how to run the ball, Mm -hmm. right, and would be really good in this type of weather, and also you don't have your top running back. Oh yeah. And by the way, your center potentially is out as well. So this definitely feels like this is the Ravens game here, right? Um, The Indianapolis Colts play in a dome. So they don't necessarily, I believe it has a retractable roof, but either way, when the weather gets bad, they can close it in and they don't have to deal with that type of weather. We know that MNC Bank Stadium is an open stadium, so they deal with all types of weather, you know, winter, uh, fall, whatever comes their way, which includes torrential rains, something that um, the Colts are not necessarily, you know, familiar with, right? Mm -hmm. So from a defensive perspective, it definitely feels like, I, I like Gardner Minshew, by the way. I think that he is a decent backup. We've seen him in action, and I don't think that he's a bad football player by any means. But because of the potential wins that you already mentioned, you got to assume that they're going to be limited in them throwing the ball. And then with you not having your top quarterback that can run and your top running back that is very good, that that really ate the Ravens up the last time that they played, that could potentially be a problem. Uh, going in for the Indianapolis Colts' offense. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it's a lot of injuries to key positions. You're starting quarterback, you're starting center, who's one of the better centers in the league at that. Um, And then your running back's gone. And, you know, he's another one that's one of the better backs in the league. Zach Moss filled in pretty well. He had a good game last week. Um, The Colts offense had a good game last week in general against the Houston Texans. And uh, that includes Anthony Richardson, who was playing well before he got knocked out of that game. So um, definitely some some big blows. But the Ravens are dealing with their own issues on the defensive side of the ball. Dafe Owe is out right now with the ankle injury. I don't feel confident that we're going to see him on the field on Sunday. We'll see. He didn't practice on Wednesday. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, who played a lot on Sunday, he missed practice on Wednesday with an illness. So we'll see if he's able to return at some point this week to practice uh, before Sunday. And you still have the guys who are already out. Marcus Williams is out. Does Marcus, I mean, Marlon Humphrey didn't practice on Wednesday. You got to assume expect, he's not playing. Yeah, I, d- I don't expect to see Marlon out there this week. And Michael Pittman had a really good game as well last week. So they, they the, the Colts are sneaky. The Colts yeah. are one of those sneaky teams. You know, you look at them and, yeah, they're one. They they're not one of the better teams in the league, no doubt about that. But they are sneaky. I thought Houston would give them problems last week, I, from especially considering the defensive front that we saw when they were in Baltimore. And you look at what the Colts are missing uh, on their off on the offensive side of the ball. I, I thought that would be a tough matchup for the Colts, but man, they look they looked pretty explosive. On Sunday, granted, a lot of that was with Anthony Richardson on the field at, to start, but Garner Minshew came right. in and the offense really didn't miss a beat. I mean, they missed out on the athleticism at the quarterback position because obviously that's Anthony. There's a huge drop off in athleticism from Anthony Richardson to Garner Minshew. But right. what they gain is a guy that has been, you know, that has played games in this league, has won games in this league, has had good games in this league throwing the ball. So, um, I, like I said, I, I think that they are confident in Gardner Minshew and what he can do uh, in that offense. Shane Steichen, you know, it's a new offense for them, just like it is for the Ravens. And so far, that offense has looked pretty decent out there. So I do think that's going to be something to watch um, yeah. uh, to yeah. see if this, you know, even if Gardner Minshew is the starter. And we don't know. Anthony Richardson could be out there by, uh, you know, on Sunday. We'll see. But if he is, that presents a whole nother challenge because now you got to worry about the threat of his legs. And he has shown himself throughout the first two weeks of the season, what he has, a, he has a rushing touchdown in, in each of the first two games of this yep. of the year. So the dude can run the ball. I mean, he, he is a threat as a runner. This isn't like CJ Stroud who can run, but is more reluctant to run. Right. Anthony Richardson is looking to take off and he's a, you know, he's a bigger guy. He's, you know, Lamar was asked, just yesterday about Anthony Richardson being called like this hybrid of Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson. I don't know if I'm willing to go that far, but you can definitely see the metrics into what he's been compared to Cam for a while now. I don't know if I necessarily see Lamar in him uh, just because Lamar is on a different level when it comes to a mobile quarterback in the open field. I don't know if Richardson is there, but I do think Richardson is a big time threat as a runner. So it, I will, it will be curious to see which quarterback uh, they put out there. And I think the 
situation. And they always say it. They got to prepare for both. But I do think either of these quarterbacks could potentially have success. Not saying that they will, right. but they each have their own skill sets to where they could be successful at, at various points. I want to correct myself. I, I said his name was Nick Kelly. It's Ryan yeah. Kelly. Right, so right. That's my fault. I apologize about that. Um, you know, I, it's not a secret that I am a Florida Gator fan. So I have had the opportunity to watch Anthony Richardson in college. And um, I definitely, I, I understand the comparisons to Cam, but he's faster than Cam. Like I, mm-hmm. I need us to stop saying that he is more faster than Cam. Um, he's not willing to necessarily run people over the same way as Cam, even though his body type is very similar, but he's not willing to take the hits. He's not, he's not going, he's not necessarily going to do that. He's a, he's mm-hmm. a smarter runner in that regard. Um, and that might be because of Cam, right? We might, people might have learned how to evolve in terms of running the ball because Cam was a run when he would run, he run kind of violently. And as a result, he's had some injuries over the years that I, I think, didn't help elongate his career. And I think that, you know, now you got some guys that are being mentored a little bit differently in terms of how they do that. But nonetheless, Anthony Richardson is definitely a threat on the ground. And the one thing I think that does favor the Ravens, let's say he plays hypothetically, because I I do think that it's unlikely he plays Um, with everything that we saw last year with the concussion protocol Mm -hmm. and the Miami Dolphins with Tua I have to assume that it's very possible that he doesn't play because the PR for that has been not good as we know Um, but let's say that you know that he does the Ravens have an opportunity to say okay but we practice against Lamar Jackson every day we know what it's like to play against a guy that runs the ball on a regular basis. So I think that that does favor the Ravens. Again, it doesn't favor them in terms of like body style because Anthony Richardson is bigger, but ultimately playing against a guy like Lamar Jackson every day does helping help you sharpen your, your, your tools a little bit because it's somebody that you, that you're already familiar with in terms of style. Gardner Minshew is a different type of situation because he's not the runner that Anthony Richardson can be. He is more of a passer. And so it does, shake up things a little bit, right? Because it's not something that they see on a regular basis. You already mentioned Michael Pittman, who is obviously their top receiver. When I look at their roster, I don't know these other two guys. I don't know these (laughs) other two dudes, uh, Cordell. And so, you know, obviously the the game is going to be get Michael Pittman out of his game because the other two guys, Josh Downs and Alec Pierce. Okay. Josh Downs, I, I, I only know Josh Downs just because I, I saw a little bit of him in college as well. And, and he's, I mean, he's not, obviously, he's not Michael Pittman, uh, but he, he can be a little bit of a vertical threat. And there's a big gap between Michael Pittman and uh, <laughs> the next and Josh Downs <laughs> right now. But look, he, he's the rookie. He's the newcomer, you know, and, and he's another North Carolina Tar Heel yeah. Um, these, the, the Tar Heels have kind of been trying to produce some young talent in the NFL the last yeah, couple of Brown years. It's back right. over there. So, yeah. So, so I, I only know a little bit about Josh because I got to watch him in college. Um, but yeah, I mean, like to your point, the drop off from Michael Pittman to the next receiver on the team is drastic. It is, it's drastic. Alec Pierce, the second year receiver who they, who made a, who made some noise last year, really fell off. I mean, as the year went on last year, he kind of disappeared and he hasn't really gotten off to a great start uh, this year. Mo Ali Cox, 
nothing, you know, is, is inconsistent at tight end. Colin, Colin Granson has actually been there starting tight end, and I can't really tell you a lot about him. I know he's from SMU. He's got a touchdown already this year. But, yeah, it's it's kind of, you know, uh, it's not a lot that scares you in terms of offensive weapons yeah. on that team. Um, but that doesn't mean that they can't hurt you. And I, I trust that Mike McDonald will have a, a great game plan in place um, to, to be able to contain the Colts as best as possible because really with them, it, it's just about, you know, not allowing the big plays, which they did a good job of against Cincinnati, um, and also just just not letting this team catch you by surprise. I mean, I, that's that's kind of how I look at it right now when it comes to this Colts offense, especially if, like you said, I don't really expect uh, Anthony Richardson to be out there for the reasons you mentioned, I think that they're going to start taking the concussion protocol very seriously, especially at the quarterback position after what yep. we saw with Tua last year. Um, so I'm expecting to see Gardner Minshew out there. And granted, he's probably a little more of a throwing threat yes. than Anthony Richardson right now, even though Richardson has been pretty accurate so far in the yeah, league. Sure considering his per completion percentage coming out of college was what, like 50% yes. or something like that. Yes, like he's, he's, he's been, he's been pretty decent as a passer so far, but Gardner Minshew, that's he he's the better passer between the two. So I, I just think it's a lot of new, it's a lot of new, new offense. You really don't know what to expect out of the quarterback situation. Um, the backfield is, you know, kind of makeshift right now, but I do like Zach Moss. He has some too. explosiveness with him. Um, so I, I just think the Ravens have to be on their P's and Q's in this game. You just just don't let them catch you by surprise. I completely agree with that because it's very, you know, at the end of the day, you still have to match up. And, and that's really what it boils down to. Just because we on paper don't love what we see necessarily, especially without um, Anthony Richardson, doesn't mean that, you know, when, when the day comes and the matchups come together, that, you know, they won't cause a problem. So we'll see how this goes from an offensive perspective of the Colts against the Ravens on Sunday. Let's flip it to the other side, Cordell, um, Ravens offense, who has really played well. I know that in the first week there was some rust. Fine. However, they definitely still scored 25 points. I think that that's something that we have to acknowledge, right? And then against the Bengals, they looked really good. They looked in sync. Um, and for the most part, they definitely clicked much better this week than they uh, last week, excuse me, than they did in week one against the Houston Texans. So now you're playing against the Indianapolis Colts. And already, as we mentioned, the weather is potentially a factor. And Look, there's some injuries. Justice Hill apparently is dealing with a foot injury, although he is believed to not be serious and he claims that he'll be ready to go on Sunday. They have then since picked up Kenyon Drake, who was on the Ravens roster last year. They put him on the practice squad. We know Melvin Gordon was activated last week, but I don't recall seeing Melvin Gordon play. So, I mean, I think that they were completely okay with the tandem of Hill and Gus Edwards. Um, but this is a defense that has some names when you start looking. And Quiddy Pay is a guy that, you know, you're familiar with. DeForest Buckner is a guy. Mm -hmm. Shaq Leonard. There's players on this team that you're familiar with on the other side of the ball for the Indianapolis Colts. So, again, um, look. The offensive line has played really well. 
And I think particularly against the Bengals last week, who has had strong fronts in the past over the past few years. And so when you see the guys like Buckner, like Quiddy Pay um, being out there and you look at what the offensive line was able to do last week, these guys are good players. And I'm not going to sit here and, and, and take that away from them at all. But you have to feel comfortable going into this game knowing that this offensive line held their own with two new guys on the line and found a way to make this work. Do you think that it will be a, a harder challenge this week against the Indianapolis Colts, or do you expect them to kind of hold their own again this week? I could see both scenarios, but – you look at it historically, especially in the AFC North, when AFC North teams come out of a division game, the next week usually isn't great for them just because, That's a valid point. you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of energy invested yes. in those AFC North matchups. It's those games are so physical. Um, and for the Ravens going to Cincinnati, getting that win, that, I mean, that seemed like a, a, a big emotional win for them at the time. Uh, granted, it was only a week two game, but it's a division game and it puts Cincinnati at 0-2 and 0-2 in the division. So it was it had a lot of meaning to it. I'm so you thinking it's gonna be some you think it's gonna be some some coming down a little bit and that they're gonna come out flat? I'm, Is that what we're thinking? I'm here? just leaving some room for that. I'm okay. not expecting them to, okay, but I'm I'm gonna leave some room for some early game rust. Not saying that it'll go this, you know, it'll be bad all game, but I it wouldn't shock me if that if the Ravens offensive line does have their struggles early with this defensive front. The reality is, and I spoke to Lawrence Owen from the Believe podcast. He came on my show uh, on Tuesday, uh, and he said it as well. Look, the strength of that that Colts defense is their front seven. Yep. That, that's what it is, and the Colts know that. Um, so those guys are going. They, they understand that if if they're going to win, it's going to come through them. And that's when you're going to get those. DeForest Buckner can really wreck games. I mean, that's, yes, that's the type of player uh, that he is. Shaquille Leonard could do the same thing. Um, uh, Zaire Franklin, he's a guy that's been flying all over the field in the first yeah. two and weeks you're able of to, the you're, season. You're able to do that when your front seven is, is exactly. doing what they're supposed to do. Exactly. Sure. So, I, I mean, I, I am leaving room for that. Um, but it's I, I also don't think it's wrong to feel confident in this Ravens front group fronts uh front line considering what we saw them do out in Cincinnati. I mean Patrick McCarry is a guy that everybody trusts. It's, it's nothing new there. And Sam Mustafer had himself a really good game and he's a starter in this league anyway. I mean it, it wasn't anything new for him going out there on Sunday. So I mean there's reasons to be confident in what the Ravens are going uh, should be able to do on Sunday. I mean, at the end of the day, Lamar Jackson is still back there. Gus Edwards ran the ball well. They spread the ball all over the field, and the Ravens will have the advantages on the perimeters. Uh, the the front the front seven may be good, but that secondary is is kind of up for grabs right now. That that's where the Ravens are going to make are going to win the game. I believe is in their matchups. That's why Zay Flowers could be in line for a big game this week. I, I honestly believe this could be the best game Zay has had in the early portion of this season come Sunday because they're going to have the Ravens are going to give them a lot of matchup problems. I don't know if they have – I don't think they have a corner 
uh, corner group that can guard Zay, that can guard Bateman and Nelson Aguilar when he's out there. Also, Mark Andrews in the middle. I mean, Shaquille Leonard will probably be have have take on the role of not only watching Mark Andrews, but also trying to put pressure on Lamar. He may be the spy guy at times because he can run. Um, so I, it's going to be um, a, a, a back and forth situation because I think both sides, while I think the Colts have the advantage in the trenches, I will give them that. Um, I think the Ravens have the advantage on the perimeter. And I think that's what the Ravens want anyway. The Ravens will take that because ideally in this offense, specifically in the passing game, the ball should be coming out of Lamar's hands quick. So that work that that that'll be fine. I think running the ball, they they can run the ball in their sleep. And if I'm not mistaken, isn't the Colts the team that Lamar had the over 500 yards of total offense against? That's correct. Yeah. So I mean, not to say that history will repeat itself on Sunday, but he has had you know they've had success against the Colts um, in the past and. I, I don't see why this week will be any different, but I, I will acknowledge that the Colts front seven is legit. I agree with that. Um, I definitely think that this is this is a Todd Munkin game, I think. And I say that because with the weather being unpredictable at this point, because the storm is supposed to be moving out, but by but in moving out, it's potentially supposed to be windy, right? And I think that I say this is a Todd Munkin game because he is going to be able to maneuver and 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 make and put in specific packages, however he sees fit. So if it's still windy, you can add two tight ends in that regard. Um, if you, you know, if you don't feel like comfortable, you know, passing the ball, you can run the ball, have your two tight ends out there, get some play action in, get, and who's going to cover Mark Andrews. I mean, again, I know their front seven is good, but Mark Andrews is still Mark Andrews very Mm -hmm. much so. If you feel like that you're not really going to be able to move the ball down the field, I do think that Zay is where this comes in because we know that they love those plays to try to get Zay the ball in the flat and try to make a man miss. So then that's perfect because you're not necessarily throwing the ball deep downfield because Zay is so elusive. You can kind of give it to him in short yardage, intermediates, longs, whatever. It doesn't matter Um, if you are able to move the ball. If it's not as windy, like you said, now you have the vertical threat. And as long as the offensive line finds a way to hold up, which you could still utilize two tight end sets in that regard, right? Or you can use Pat Ricard to come in as a sixth blocker to help you in, in that move. Then you can still move the ball because, like you said, if you can protect Lamar, the defensive backfield for them, then it becomes murky because you're going to pick the Ravens and their pass catchers against their defensive backs any day of the week. Once you can get past that front seven, I think it, it's, I don't want to say food season. I don't want to go that far. I don't want to be disrespectful, but you get my point. It yeah. really is making sure that you keep eight upright and that you keep him comfortable in the pocket. And again, you can really utilize that in different ways depending on the weather. And I do think that that's the advantage that the Ravens have that the Colts don't have now that we assume Anthony Richardson is not going to play. They become more limited, but the Ravens have so many different weapons and so many different formations that they can use based on how they feel like it is outside that it could give, it will keep them on the field longer, obviously, and they can move the chain. So it'll be interesting to see how 
they figure out, well, what are we going to do in this situation and how they predict themselves based on the weather outside. But I absolutely think that the Ravens are in a much better position to move based on, oh, is it raining? Oh, is it sunny? Oh, is it wind? Or is it windy as opposed to what the Indianapolis Colts can do? They are very limited in that regard. Yeah, I mean, and it will be key to see, and you see the graphic right there. I mean, the Colts, they're the top-rated uh, run defense according to P- PFF, and I don't treat PFF as law because we usually disagree. I usually disagree with a lot of the stuff they 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 put out there. Um, but that, I, I mean, that I can kind of support that. And we know the Ravens want to run the ball. I know this is Todd Munkin and not Greg Roman, but they both like to run the football. Todd Munkin mm-hmm. wants to run the ball. Um, and the Ravens, have they're usually able to run the ball no matter who they play. So that will be it will be curious to see if the Colts can make the Ravens one-dimensional. I don't think they will be able to just because the Ravens have too many rushing threats. Lamar himself can open it up. And then that'll open it up for guys. I mean, Gus Edwards doesn't need much space. You know, he, he's going to get six yards pretty much every time he touches the ball. Justice Hill, like you said, it seems like he'll be okay. Uh, talk to Gus Edwards in the locker room on Wednesday. And he pretty much said the same thing that, you know, uh, he thinks justice will be fine. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I, I think the Ravens will be able to run the ball, probably not run as well as they did against Cincinnati last yeah. week. Um, but I think they'll be able to run the ball just enough to keep the Colts on their toes and not allow themselves to become one dimensional. I agree with that. And again, they have the path catchers, you know, we got, look, and, and Odell, we have to assume might not play on Sunday. And again, like I told you before, um, on a previous episode, this is the first time where a, a wide receiver went down and you don't feel stress about mm-hmm. that, right? Because they're so deep right now in wide receiver. You still got Nelson Aguilar, who had a great game against the Bengals um, on Sunday. And, of course, we can't re- forget Rashad Bateman as well. Mm-hmm. So if they do have the weaponry to make this move, hey, you don't you, – the, running the ball ain't going to work? Okay, Let's get some play action going. You know what I mean? And so it'll be interesting to see. I would love to see more as they are likely to in this game if, if the running the ball situation is not going to work because then you can potentially open up play action using two tight end sets, at, pretending that you're going to try to run the ball using power and then have Isaiah likely come in and, and, and get some shots because we know that Mark Andrews is going to be a guy that, that teams are going to focus on, right? So it'll be interesting to see, but I definitely think that this is a game that Todd Munkin, this is the game that we're going to be like, all right, what, what is really going on? Because the weather is going to dictate how they're going to want to move in this game. And I think that there is much more versatility with this offensive scheme that the Ravens have seen in years past. So it will be fun to see how he maneuvers and do these things. This is a new territory for Ravens fans. We could definitely predict in years past how this was going to go. Now you're not so sure how this is going to go. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what it looks like. I'm excited to see if this offense can build off of, their really good game in Cincinnati last week. I mean, Lamar was so sharp. I thought it was one of his better games that he's had recently. Um, and to be able to see the ball spread around the way that it was. And like you said, for a key guy, and I asked Harbaugh about this on Monday, you know, the fact is, is this kind of what they expected when they revamped the wide receiver room this offseason. Not only the ability to spread the ball around to all these guys, but to be able to take some injuries to key guys 
and keep going, you know, yep. to, to, to not kind of be scraping the bottom, the bottom of the barrel at that point. Uh, I, I think they're in good shape. And thankfully it seems like Beckham's injury won't be too, isn't too severe. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see if the Ravens can, can stack consecutive uh, good offensive performances. All right, Cordell. So here we are prediction time. I am two and oh, and mm-hmm. I'm going to brag about it. Cordell is one and one. That's okay. You can write the ship this week, Cordell, with your predictions. Yeah. And the Ravens are seven and a half favorites at home to win this game. Again, we don't know if Anthony Richardson is going to play, but we have to assume that it is a very good possibility he will not be playing on Sunday, which means that Gardner Minshew more than likely will get the start. Ravens lost a Darius Washington in uh the last from last week's game, apparently with a chest injury. So he is on injury reserve. So they are down one defensive back. Just gotta note that to see how Cordell wants to play this out. So Ravens this week, Colts this week, what you doing? The old Baltimore team versus the new Baltimore right. team. Which one we got going on? Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not even going to overthink this. The Ravens are <laughs> seven and a half point favorites. Uh, I see no reason why they can't cover that against the Colts. Um, the Colts do present challenges uh, for sure. And the Ravens can, can get into that mode. For whatever reason, it seems to happen more at home where they kind of play with their food a little bit. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this game is closer than it should be. Yep. Um, but I will say that the Ravens end up covering. Uh, I think they end up winning 27-13. All right. I am actually not picking the Ravens to cover. Um, because they are seven and a half favorites, I am picking the Ravens to win, but I'm only picking them to win by a touchdown. I think that the weather element is going to definitely play a part. My concern is, is that as the game goes on and if the if the weather loosens up and, and, and lightens up, do the Colts start feeling the pressure and starting to play some hurry up, which could be concerning. Um, and they might start moving the ball down the field. And so I am saying that the Ravens are going to win this game 27 to 20, which means that they won't be covering the seven and a half. Uh, but 27, 20 does cover the over for 45. Mm-hmm. So I'll give them the over but I'm not giving them to cover. So I believe Cordell believes Ravens going three and O into their next division rival next week. They really could use it. They could use all the cushion that they need going into the next two games, because of course, both games are going to be against AFC North opponents. So it will be interesting to see. So, Cordell's going to break the ship hopefully this week. Hopefully, hopefully. I can continue my streak to 3-0 and as the Ravens are pushing for their 3-0 and streak. We'll see how that goes. Anything else you want to add before we go, Cordell? Uh, I mean, not really. You just, you, you know, you go into this game, it, it looks like it should, you know, like it, it's a sure win for the Ravens, but this is why they play the games. Yep. Um, you just You just never know. And, you know, the, the Colts, they have their issues going on. I'm not going to sit here and try to dress it up like the Colts are one of the better teams in the AFC or the league for that matter. They're not. 
Um, but it's a lot of new. It's a lot of new over there. And new in the NFL can be dangerous. It can be very dangerous. And uh, I, I think Anthony Richardson potentially not playing in this game helps the Ravens. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I, I, I mean, and I, I've heard people that say, well, look, I'd rather face the rookie quarterback. And I can understand that for sure, especially considering the Ravens success against rookie quarterbacks. But yep. uh, I've said it before, rookie mobile quarterbacks scared the death out of me. Um, so I, I would not really want to deal with him, especially if you're going to be down away, you're already down Marcus Williams, you're down Marlon Humphrey, a mobile quarterback like that gets to breaking out of the pocket. And now you got broken coverages down the field and stuff. I, I just, I just don't want to deal with that. And Minshew's got some mobility with him too. Not he like does. Anthony Richardson, but he can move. He's not a statue back there, but I, I, I do think that this is a game that the Ravens can win. Hopefully. This doesn't turn out like the Texans game where they get the win, but they're losing bodies. You want to try to yeah. stay as healthy as you can. Uh, Cause like you said, you've got two division games coming up. And then even after that, the Titans are kind of one of their low key rivals. And those games are just as physical as AFC North matchups. So, Thanks. you know, you, you, you gotta stay healthy. That's the name of the game It's great to get these wins, but you just hope that they can can remain as healthy as possible. I completely agree with you. So Cordell and I both have the Ravens winning on Sunday to improve their record to 3-0. and And on Sunday, of course, we will give our quick recap after the game about the Ravens' hopeful win against the Indianapolis Colts. And, of course, look. For the city, you gotta you gotta win against the Colts in the city. I mean, you know, we they, this city has been abused by Peyton Manning for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just gotta find a way to to, to win because there's some some older people that's still very salty about what happened back in March of 1984. So they gotta win for those guys, hopefully, and and they'll come out with three and zero. And again, we'll talk to you guys on Sunday and recap the game. So thank you all from li- for listening from Cordell to me. This is Winning Drive. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.